Welcome to the Boss Life with Bonds podcast. I'm your host, Coach Bonnie, and I'm here to help you level up your mindset, your lifestyle, your career or business all the way up. That starts with your mind and your willingness to embody the most evolved and most expansive version of yourself. Each episode, I'll be diving into the topics you've been avoiding or that you didn't even know needed to be addressed. The topics that have created belief systems that have kept you stuck and that no longer serve you. I'm here to call you out on your BS so you can create a new mindset, a new vision, and ultimately a new life where you are the boss. Let's dive in. What is up? And welcome back to another episode of The Boss Life with Bonds. I am your host, Coach Bonnie, and I have been so off my podcasting game, it makes me sad. So I committed to today, February the, what the hell is today? Oh, my watch is dead. February, oh, and my calendar is from January still. Guys, if this doesn't give you a little bit of insight into where I have been, uh, where I'm at now, I don't know what will. Um, February the 4th, Saturday, I'm going to sit down and pump out as many podcasts as I can because my brain, my soul, my spirit, my heart is overwhelmed. It is full. It has so much that I want to share, that I want to teach, that I that I want to impart on you guys, and I don't want to overwhelm you. So we're going we're gonna to pace these bad boys out. We're going to make them nice and digestible, short, uh, less than the 30 minutes that I used to do when I was live. And so I think I owe it to you guys as my audience to give you a recap of what's been happening the last several months, what happened last year, because I know there was a reel that I got a lot of feedback from, and I was so excited and so honored to hear that you guys actually give a fuck about what's going on in my life. Um, thank you. Um, so there's that. But let's let's go ahead and jump right in from, I don't know, let's, let's go with August, right? I know that I have talked uh, a little bit about launches and things not going uh, the way that I planned last year. And that, that's where I want to pick up from, because even though I may have touched on it in previous podcasts last year, it was still so fresh. I don't think I was ready to fully talk about it. And anything that did come out of me at that time was not necessarily the fullest expression of what was going on. So here's what happened. <laughs> January launched the biggest uh, launch, my first full-blown course, Boss Life Blueprint. I've talked about that a lot. It was the biggest launch. It was amazing. I could have made twice as much if I had actually charged like what it was worth, but it was a beta and I wanted to see, you know, do people actually think I know what I'm talking about? Do they trust me? Um, does this stuff work? Was it just me? Yada, yada, yada. And now I get to turn my ringers off on my phone so that this doesn't happen. Um, anywho nasty text from men. It's okay. <laughs> um, so that happened. And then inflation happened. And I had decided I was going to relaunch Boss Life Blueprint in August. Um, and that was a total flop. Decided I was going to do a shadow work workshop, which is one of the like tiny pieces of Boss Life Blueprint and see if that would work. That was a total flop. And at that point, I was just like, I don't even know what to do anymore, God. And that's sort of around the same time that I decided to switch gears and really start putting my dream, my vision to work and stop trying to play the game that everyone else was playing, which was, um, you know, get get to the top as fast as you can, become a six figure coach, um, you know, doing high ticket programs, you know, things that are um, two, three, four, and even $5,000 programs, um, you know, create something, put your business on autopilot. I'm trying to think of all the things that people were saying. 
Um, and I was just like buying into it and really struggling. So I'm like, this just doesn't seem aligned. And, and everywhere I looked, people were like, well, it's your mindset. You just don't want to make a lot of money. You're not used to making money, buddy. And I'm like, okay, okay, let me work on my mindset. So then I went ham on working on my mindset, like nobody's business, you know, morning routines, my uh, listening to motivational speeches, meditation, journaling, manifesting, all that jazz. And I did, I did the stuff. Right. And it was like, no matter how much I was doing this stuff, nothing was working out the way that I had planned. And it that can take a toll on your brain, as I'm sure many of you know. And it just, oh my God, I cannot wait until I move. In two weeks, I'm moving to the back of the neighborhood because my bedroom or the office bedroom is literally facing this road. And peop, there's no there's no restrictions in Florida. There's no emissions. There's no, your car can't be this loud. It's just a fucking free for all. God, these cars are so loud. Anyway, back to the podcast. It can take a toll on you as it does any human. So um, around that time is when I started to lean into the idea of what is it that I'm trying to build? And my mentor at the time um, almost turned lover. And don't worry, guys, I will give you all the tea on that too. Um, per, he asked me, he's like, what are you building? And when he said that, it really was like a sucker punch. Cause I was like, I don't even know. I am just in this rat race, trying to keep up, trying to keep making $10,000 a month so I can feel like I'm a good coach. You know, fuck however many lives I've transformed. Fuck how many messages I get from people that I've never, that have never even paid me a dollar who said I've changed their life just from them watching my stuff, listening to the podcast and following me. Fuck all that. I was measuring my worth and my ability to be a good coach off of my bank account. And I know that's fucked up. I know that's wrong, but in the way, and I, and, and we all know that, but when you're in that moment, when all you can see around you is, you know, coaches, boasting about their six-figure years. My first year, I made six figures. Da, 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 da. Uh, and I'm just like, well, well, damn, like, what am I doing wrong? Am I not a good coach? Am I, am I a fake? Am I a fraud? Am I an imposter? Am I, God, was this a lie? Was I supposed to stay in church and be a pastor? God, was this a lie? Was I supposed to stay a nurse? Like, oh my God, what's going on? Am I a joke? Everyone's laughing at me. Oh my God, guys, the fucking shit show that my brain turned into was insane. But that question of what are you building? brought me back to who I am and what I wanted to do. That's when I sent out a letter, basically a proposal to about seven, maybe nine women who I was like, who I've either told in the past, hey, I see something in you and I'm not quite ready to make moves yet, but when I am, I want you on my team. Or women who have been beside me in the journey and had already been unofficial coaches or unofficial support team for the business. I was like, hey ladies, it's go time. So I sent it out. And this was the end of July, beginning of August. And for about two weeks straight, we do Zoom meetings on Saturdays. And I'm just giving them the details, explaining to them the difference between um, me doing a coaching business and us moving forward as a legit startup. And um, basically everyone that I sent that letter to, okay, it wasn't seven to nine women. It had to be like five to, like at least five to seven women. Everyone, except for one person who just, it wasn't a good fit for them at the time, regardless. Um, everyone said yes. And so we're moving forward now as Mind and Body Co. And we're, our, our aim is to become the number one personal development platform for women. So that's what happened in the month of July, August. Got that squared away. Boom, boom, boom. Um, as I mentioned in that reel, where, and I'll go more in depth about business coaches and, and all that stuff in another episode. But as I mentioned in that reel, um, I was still so afraid 
a failing because now I have a team of women at the time it was, I think six of us, cause it was seven total, or maybe it was seven of us, eight total. Yeah, it was seven of us, eight total. And at the time, now my stress levels have just been amplified because it's not just me anymore. Now I've got to make enough money in my business to sustain this team that I manifested. It was on my vision board that I wanted a team of five women. God gave me seven. And now I'm stressing, trying to make sure that I, one, I have to train them I got to show them everything that I have learned on my own in the past two, almost three years of entrepreneurship real quick, real fast. I got to teach them how to do social media. I got to teach them how to be a fitness coach, how to how to do trainerize where we train our client, clients, how to do lives, how to write content, how to create content, how to like to do all the things, how to be the C-level officer that they have now agreed to be. For those of you that don't know what that means, C-level just means you have the word chief in front of your name. So I've got all these chiefs that I'm teaching how to be, all these women who at first were seriously doubting themselves and trying to back out of it. And I'm just like, yo, you have it in you. I need you to believe in yourself. Let's do this. So I spent a lot of time not only training them on how to run the business, but also training them to believe that they get to be a freaking founder of something so big and powerful as mind and body. And so that was that was energy draining in itself, not to mention the the um, you know, this is right after I had gotten 11 no's back to back on sales calls, which was super defeating to my my ego and my bank account and um, all that my credit score, everything. Um, and now I'm mentoring, coaching, um, trying to lift the spirits of seven women who are all at different stages of their personal development journey, who all believe in this, but weren't necessarily believing in themselves to be able to show up. So that's like me take, that's like me having seven life coaching clients at one time. Um, and everyone is at different levels and everyone needs me every day to help um, do various tasks that I've asked them to do on top of my client load and on top of me still having to figure out how to get new clients, how to take care of my current clients and how to provide a cushion so that I don't go broke doing all of this. Oh, and I still have kids of my own to raise. Oh, and I was still... Um, falling in love with my, at the time, mentor. For fuck's sake, everything was just happening at once. So um, what ended up happening um, was around, I wanna say October, November, I, it's so hard to split these episodes up because that needs to be its own episode. But long story short, there was so many roller coasters happening from August to, to, to now. Um, things just started to slow down in Jan in December, and I and I got some clarity. But my goodness, in October, my I found out that my my mentor uh, had similar. We we both had feelings for each other, and I was like, "Wow, this is amazing! Um, this is so great! Oh my gosh!" And then I also found out that he accepted um, a not accepted, but agreed to move to another state to receive some kind of not a stipend, but um, something for entrepreneurs. It was an opportunity that I would have jumped on as well. Um, so that was happening. And then on top of that, I found out that my grandfather had passed away and there was some, some issues in our family, some rumor, not rumors, but just really old skeletons in the closet, things that he had been accused of. And, and, and it was hard for me to mourn his death because he had wronged someone in my family very close to me, but he had never done anything to me. So I'm sitting here trying to figure out how do I, 
I can I can I mourn my my step grandfather's death while still knowing that they did this to to my relative that I love and and I don't want to get them sad and it was just so much emotions and then losing a mentor a lover a friend like my safety net like everything was just happening all at once and I've got these women that I'm trying to like be a good leader for and be strong for and it was just it was insane it just it didn't stop um, and in between that, I got not scammed out of two grand, but didn't need to spend two grand. I, I on a, on another freaking business coach agency thing again. That'll be in another episode. The month of November was was not any less crazy. I was still trying to make sense of what happened with me and my mentor slash future supposed lover. Um, I hopped on a plane and flew to him to surprise him. Again, another episode. Don't worry, I got him coming, guys. And December was, the beginning of December was me realizing I can't keep going like this. And I had to take an emergency week off that wasn't planned. Just said, hey team, can you guys run the show? I can't, I can't, I can't. I cannot even imagine going, waking up another Monday with the jam-packed schedule that I have and pretending to move forward like everything is okay. I can't. And by the time December ended, I remember New Year's Eve trying to do, well, basically the whole half of December, bottom half of December, I was trying to get my vision for the next year in place. I was trying to figure out what do I want to do with my company? Where do we want to go? What are we trying to figure out? You know, like I, I just, I was trying to get clarity on so many things and I couldn't. Oh yeah, by the way, <laughs> um, this team that I had, started to slowly branch out, which makes sense. There were seven of us, eight, there was way too many. Um, first, I had a lady who was going through hell and back, and I completely understand that she didn't have the space to do this, but she was supposed to be my salesperson. So um, now what was supposed to be someone else's responsibility, now I get to take back on. Okay, cool, we're down one lady, that's fine. Um, and then, um, I had to do some rearranging of roles because the person that I needed to be my right-hand person was not up to speed with all of the things that I needed them to be. I move fast as lightning and I need someone who can either tag beside me or real close behind me. And that wasn't happening, um, but it was also not aligned, right? So then um, I ended up having to have a very tough conversation with that person and let them know, hey, this isn't working. I love you, but this isn't working. And then um, I also had um, one of our, one of the ladies from our team had volunteered to do lead generation, which is very important for a business to grow and especially on social media. And that's just a fancy word for saying, keeping up with relationships, making sure that we're getting, you know, we're, we're growing our social media accounts, adding friends, um, talking with people and just really uh, touching bases with people because I can't be in, in a thousand places at one time. And she said, okay, you need help here, I got you. She was also running the Mind and Body Co. Instagram page for me, which if you're not following, go ahead and follow that. But she was doing a lot of work for me, uh, taking a, a large load off of my plate by taking care of that social media page for me. And uh, we had agreed like, okay, so what I have you doing right now isn't working, but you'd be better over here. Perfect, let's run it. And then two or three days later, I got the message, hey, I can't do this. So now I'm down three people. <laughs> and that was a lot to happen so quickly back to back. So that's where I've been. <laughs> I've been 
trying to make sense of this whole online coaching space, trying to make sense of the fact that I'm building something that isn't just a coaching program, trying to make sense of what the fuck happened with my mentor and me, trying to make sense of, can I mourn my grandfather's death without hurting uh, my my relative, my close relative that I love? Can I, like, what is going, what is happening with mind and body for the future? Do I get to go back to work and then just work on my business on the side? Do I, like, I have no idea what to do where to turn and every day i woke up it was like what's what fire do i get to put out today what client is messaging me telling me that they're they're going to quit which team member is messaging me telling me that they're that they can't do this what what you know what person in my life that i have grown so accustomed to being my rock is just going to up and move the state what like what's next that's literally all it was for months for the for the for the ending half of the year and the fact that I'm still saying right now just blows my mind. So this is our introductory, if you will, to where the fuck have I been and what's going on. And I touched on so many topics in this episode, so don't worry. I will definitely um, be coming up right after this to, to to give you guys all the tea. But if you take anything away from this episode, it's this. Um, I've had a lot of relationships where or situations where people have accused me of, you know, going going ghost or not being as present. Oh my goodness. Speaking of present guys in the middle of all this, in the mother middle of all of this, I was dealing with being president of the Wonder Park Toastmasters. And from the moment we started, we had a young, we had a woman on there who would not communicate with me. She was my, my sergeant at arms and she would not communicate with me. I would text her, she wouldn't respond. I would email her, she wouldn't respond. I show up to the meetings, hey, are you getting my messages? And she would just smile at me with deer in the headlights. I'm like, wow, everyone's Bonnie, be patient with her. She's from another country. She doesn't know the language. You know, there's a language barrier. And I'm, and I'm like, listen, I don't know why y'all are like this, but that's bullshit. Okay. This woman has a business. This woman has been in the U.S. for 20 years. And this woman also gets up week after week and gives, uh, gives speeches in English. So if you guys want to play the whole, she, you know, she's from a foreign country bullshit, that's cute. But I know that this woman is getting my text messages and emails and deliberately emailing me, but that's cool. That's the theme of my life. People always do stuff like this to me. I can see it. Nobody else sees it. And I just got to sit back and wait until everyone can see it and be like, oh my God, you were right. <laughs> so um, that happened where a woman just kept ignoring me, kept ignoring me and, to, and, and not doing her job and not responding to me trying to coach her and help her fix what was not right until it just blew up in everyone's face. Where one night we were at a board meeting and she... Oh my God, guys. She starts yelling at the top of her lungs that since she's been a member of our club, she has been a victim of sexual harassment. She said sexual harassment no less than 12 times. Sexual harassment, sexual harassment. I've been a victim of sexual harassment. And we're all just sitting here mouth open. Uh, one of the board members is the chief of police for uh, a local town here. And he had to put his cop hat on basically and take a very stern tone with her and tell her to calm, the, calm it, cool it, right? Um, so I got to deal with that. Um, got to deal with her yelling those words out in the parking lot too. Um, and then I also got to deal with her giving, getting up in front of our club and giving a speech saying those words. Now, mind you, um, she was not a victim of sexual harassment at all. Um, this is where there may be a language barrier where she feels like she was being harassed, that I was bullying her for asking her to do her job. And because she's a female, that makes it sexual 
that is the only context that she gave us. So yeah, uh, that was pretty awkward. Um, and so she gave a speech in front of the whole club about it and then basically accused me of sleeping my way to the top to be president of the board since she didn't get to be president. Mind you, she also lost to me in the election and um, started saying sexual harassment in the workplace also looks like quid pro quo, where you do favors for people for promotions. And then she looks at me while she's doing this speech. Guys, uh, at the end of that meeting, I had to literally call an emergency board meeting and vote her out of the club and off of the board, at which point she threw a crazy fit and made a scene as well. <sighs> this had to be around September, October time when everything was going down, when my grandfather passed, when me and my mentor confessed our love, and then he just up and moved. Um, and then I got this lady acting a damn fool. So it was just, it was a lot. Um, her leaving a gap in that, uh, the role um, also messed with my head so much I couldn't be the president I wanted to be. Um, in addition to that, I thought I was going to wrap this episode up early. I lied. In addition to that, um, I'm on this this board and the significance of me being president is not just, oh, you know, what the significance is that we, our club has had a long history of misogyny. Okay. Like many things in this country, it was an all male club, all white male club. And then eventually, you know, they let the women in. But even when I joined in 2020, there were inappropriate jokes. There were so many men hitting on me, inappropriateness, people being persistent to the point where I didn't even want to be a member of this club. And I remember when one of the strongest ladies in the club at the time messaged me and emailed me and let me know that she'd be leaving the club. I was ready to go with her because I was over it this is back in 2021. And then I remembered who I am. I remembered whose granddaughter I am and how we don't back down from stuff like this. We're here to make a change. So I said, you know what? I, I understand you being over the fight. So I get it, but I'm gonna stay. So I did. And so I vowed that when I got into this role as president that I would do my part to kind of, you know, level the playing field. And I wanted to grow the female membership of the club. And if you watch my social media at all, you've seen that I've done just that. So that's pretty dope, right? But um, with this lady acting a fool, I wasn't able to be the strong leader that I wanted to be. Um, I people pleased a lot. And in my ear, I had my mentors who are very strong-minded men who were in my ear telling me I need to do this and I need to do that and don't do this and don't do that. And between her and me trying to make everyone happy and me not putting my foot down and me not actually leading, I think I did a pretty shitty job as president. Everyone else said I did great, but I know what I went in there to do. And and I, I, I didn't have my full attention there because of everything that I just listed that was going on in my personal life. I wasn't as president as president as I wanted to be. So I thought, all right, I'm gonna run again. I'm gonna do this right. And that caused the only shit storm. All of November and even on my little mini vacation in early December, all it was was ruckus back and forth, emails, texting, Bonnie can't be president again. She needs to take a break. Bonnie can't be president again. It's never been done before. Bonnie can't be like just all this BS. And, and the club was almost split down the middle between Bonnie's trying to take over the club and change our traditions and turn it into a Black Lives Matter female woke uh, movement. And, and that's not what I wanted to do, but that's literally the levels in which the club escalated to. You all will be happy to know <laughs> that having uncomfortable conversations is what erectified, no, er eradicated, 
<laughs> yeah, what calmed the fire was having uncomfortable conversations with the, the people who were supposedly saying that's what I was trying to do. Turns out none of that stuff was really happening. Uh, people's words were getting twisted and assumptions were made. And I went and I ran again and won unanimously again and became the first person in this club's history to succeed themselves. And it's cool because yes, I'm a woman and it's also cool because I'm a woman of color. So that was a way to end the year and a high fucking note. Um, in addition to that, before the elections, because we were still, it was still pretty heated from November to December. It was a very heated thing. Bonnie's not doing her job right as president. Okay, well, tell me what I'm doing. They couldn't point out anything. It was just a matter of people wanting things to be the way that they've always been. And that's what prompted me to make the speech that helped me win first place in our international speech contest. Because at the end of the day, the whole argument was that Bonnie can't be president twice. They tried to say it's because, you know, you know, you need a break, you need a break. And when I was like, I don't want a break. Okay, well, you know what? It's that you weren't doing things right. And we need to take over again so that, you know, we can make things right. And I'm like, well, what was I not doing right? And when they couldn't tell me that, it all boiled down to, this has never been done before. And I was like, well, is it in the bylaws? And then that's when the shitstorm started because it was not in the bylaws. It was not breaking any rules. They just were used to let's do things the way we've always done it. And that didn't sit well with me. And so I ended up crafting a speech that I delivered prior to the election that was to show them, hey guys, not only am I running again, not only am I not doing this, I'm not doing it with ill will. I'm doing it to help wake you guys up and help you see that, hey, your club still has a reputation for being sleazy old men. And I know you're not, I know you guys are amazing men, but sometimes you don't realize uh, that your jokes are inappropriate or outdated, or you don't realize that things that you're doing can be offensive. And that's why the female population in our club has been so small. So <laughs> um, if you wanna hear that speech, I'm gonna drop the link in the I'll drop the link in the show notes. I got to deliver it again on my birthday, January 28th, and I won again. But with you knowing the background of the club and what was happening, um, when you watch the speech, it will hit different. And don't worry, it's only seven minutes. Um, but anywho, <laughs> um, so I delivered that speech where I was really trying to communicate to the men like, guys, just because it's always been done that way doesn't mean it's great. And just because people aren't speaking up, the women that leave the club, doesn't mean that there's nothing wrong. And in that speech, I gave three examples of how God has put me in situations to where tradition trumped actual people, right? Well, this is just how we do things here and, and how God has allowed me and strategically placed me in situations to be that voice saying, this isn't right. Why don't we say anything? Why don't we say something? Why don't we stand up, right? So that, that's why that speech won because it was so much more than just look at me. I go and, and you know, blah, blah, blah. It was like, hey guys, hey. Um, this isn't right. So, oh God, I hope that that caught you guys up at least up until like December, January, we still got plenty more to go, but I just wanted you guys to, to hear and understand where my brain has been. Why, if you're watching my social media, this woman's all over the place. Yeah. I've been all over the place. It has been a fucking roller coaster ride and I'm sure we all can relate. Um, and I do thank you guys for coming along this roller coaster ride with me. I'm only going to continue to grow, continue to get wisdom from all these setbacks. And this podcast, The Boss Life with Bonds, my intention is for you to grow from your setbacks, from you to learn from your lessons, and for you to see just how um, 
just how important it is for you to learn from the trials, learn from everything that you're going through. I know I say this a lot, but literally there's so much to be learned in your hardships and you will come out a fucking warrior if you can slow down and receive the messages that God has for you, that, that the universe has for you. So, um, yeah, that is, that's where we're at. I'm going to end this podcast now and get started on another one for you guys. I hope that you enjoyed this recap and we'll go deeper into the love life. We'll go deeper into, um, some Toastmaster stuff, uh, business coaches, and then just, um, all of the things that are in my head that have been bottled up that I haven't been able to release on these live podcasts. So there you go. See you guys on the next episode.